Welcome to the Natural Underground. I'm your host, Al Springer. What is this show? It's the show dedicated to the natural food industry. Isn't that awesome? Well, the natural food industry didn't ask for the show. Uh, they don't want the show. I'm pretty sure <laughs> they have re- they've rejected it. Yeah. Remember when we tried to call it the official radio mm-hmm. show? Yeah. I don't think anybody just a liked grassroots that. movement rejected it? Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. It was just absolutely awful. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Matt. Producer so, with a quick button. So on top of it. Uh, those voices you hear, a team of wannabe experts, mm-hmm. Jocelyn and we, Ryan. We've ran out of insults. Um, yeah, no, out. we really are. After a year, I have nothing else I can think of that's <laughs> negative other than just your very existence. We can start insulting you. Oh, please. That's You have to stand in line to do that. Right? <laughs> Take I do it. Yeah. his back all the time. <laughs> he does. Oh, my God. He's so argumentative. Well, you don't know guy. about it. Oh, oh my God, Ryan. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> God hey, we almighty. Have a, we have an amazing jam-packed show today. Look, mm-hmm. we have a couple of themes to this show. First, we're going to have some interviews and conversations around ingredients, but ingredients that have staying power, because we all know that things come and go, right? So low-carb came along and moved and sort of went away, but the mm-hmm. Atkinson came back. Then it kind of evolved into more low-sugar or watching your sugar content. Sugar alternatives. There's all kinds mm-hmm. of those things, raw food, lots of things, but... Two ingredients that seem to really be sort or of lack baked in or lack thereof. That's mm-hmm. right. Two drivers in the decision process for mm-hmm. consumers when they're buying products that, I don't know why I just slurred, buying products, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, that seem to have nice. stayed is gluten-free yeah. and protein-rich, anything mm-hmm. with protein in it, right? So that's what we're going to do. We're going to have two really interesting guests. We're going to have the one of the founders of the Gluten-Free Bar. What's that bar about? Well, I, I don't know. Yeah. The name is so confusing. What if it had so much gluten in yeah, it? Yeah, that's so esoteric. Yeah, right. I have no idea. No. <laughs> or I wonder if they have one with gluten just to make it confusing. Just to now make sure you're gluten. reading your label. Yeah, like, boy, that would kind of <laughs> blow your mind. And then uh, if you love protein, you may already know this Ryan. brand. Yeah, Ryan, Flapjacked. Mm. And Flapjacked, I think, started with pancake mix. But then they, I love the Mighty Muffins. Those, Those are incredible. Cups. I was very skeptical. Oh, me too. You put a little water uh, Ryan, in a cup. Ryan, and like skeptical? 40 yeah, seconds later, you have a muffin chock full of protein. That's really good. And it's mm-hmm. gooey and delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now, now they have like pancake or a cookie mix or cookie batter and or smoothie. something like that. Yeah, smoothies, all kinds of stuff. So we're going to talk to all of those guys. But here's the best part. What is that? All right. Are you ready for this? We've got a second theme to the show. It's called The Ben Show. <laughs> Literally... Mm-hmm. We've never had two guests on the on a one program, both with the same name. Today, both of our guests, Ben. We should have brought those little things that you pop and confetti comes out. Right. That's right. Just I like it. to be snazzy. So Ben Wall uh-huh. is one of the founders of the Gluten-Free Bar. Mm-hmm. And he's a great guy, very mm-hmm. interesting. And this is just almost bizarre. The flapjack <laughs> guy, right? So pancake, you think pancake mix? Yeah. Uh-huh. Ben Bacon. That's just, he was born to do that's this. That's like, really, that's <laughs> destiny. Right. Destiny. What if his last name was Syrup? Uh, That'd be too much. It'd be too much. It'd be like a movie you don't believe. You don't believe <laughs> you that. Need to do bacon you just turn it, it off. Right. You're like, whatever. So, in the spirit, hear that paper? In the spirit <laughs> of having Ben's on the, on, the, uh, on the show, let's do a little test of Ben's. So, but we need a, you know, so I want to test your test knowledge of Ben's, <laughs> of famous Ben's. Okay. Right. So, uh, Jesslyn, we don't really have a, uh, what would you call it, a jingle for a this jingle? part of the show, but we're, I'm hoping you can make one up. Okay. Yes. Um, Lay it on us. What? What is it? There's <laughs> a lot of pressure. Okay, here we go. 
We've got bands on the show and bands in the sky. <laughs> what do you know about your bands? <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah, something like that. Right. Wow. I don't know why bands are in the sky. Is not nearly well, as funny originally, as originally I meant to say bands when you scuba dive. That's better. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, we got bands everywhere. Bands in the sky. Yes. Bands in the All right, ocean. so here we go. He's like, yes. please stop. Yes, please stop. <laughs> All right, no I'm going to name a couple of easy ones. They'll get progressively harder. Okay, so I'm going to give you one word. This is Should we already Ryan bet? I bet this. Ben Mendelssohn's in this one. Oh, no, I didn't go that far. I ben mean, Mendelssohn. He, he may be on ben the list. Mendelssohn. Yeah, but hold on here. Let He's me just throw these out. Okay, we have okay, such okay. a limited amount of time. Okay, such okay. an action-packed show. Okay, okay, okay. We have to, oh, I think Ryan's going to win Is it all one. like pawn? Like, oh, I'm going to lose. No, okay. no, it's a mix. I'm going to let the game happen rather gonna, than guessing. That's right. I'm going to say one word, and I'm going to start easy. Okay. You say the Ben and his last name. Okay. The town. Affleck. See, I knew, I knew, I knew that was going to wow. be number one. Kay. I knew that was going to be number one. All right, one. ready? Okay. Dodgeball. Ben Stiller. Nicely done. Nicely did you th- done. did you purposely not say no. it? I think he no. kind of helped you out. No yeah, way. you did. That was no cute. No way. That was okay. real hesitation. This one you have no chance. Ryan's going to beat you. Is it Quarterback. A- Quarterback. Oh, uh, Roethlisberger? Yeah. Oh, That's he, tough. That's- he is a questionable reputation moving on yeah well let's <laughs> let's never have him on the show yeah how about that all right this is a little more esoteric kite a ben franklin well done man wow that's a pretty sharp good. cat over here oh you learned that in like kindergarten all right sure do. <laughs> couple more okay president ben oh hold on hold on hold on oh ryan's gonna pull this out i think he is he's working through the database in his mind president of the united states to... You this don't know. Tough. Benjamin Harrison. Ooh, uh, wouldn't have pulled ooh. that one out. All right. How about... Whoopsie. This is going to be a quote from a movie from the... But the name is the actor who played it. War of anyone... 18... Anyone... 1812. War of anyone... 18... What? You don't... War is that of, not the quote? All right. How about... It's War um, of 1812. How about Ferris Bueller? Oh, who is ben, the actor? The guy who... Yes. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Ben Stein. Ben Bueller. Stein, you're right. Was it not War of 18? I was waiting for you to do Benjamin Button. No, it was War Button. of 18. War of 18, anyone. Oh, All yeah, right, but uh, aging in reverse. Last one. Last okay. one. Because you guys are pretty close. Okay. Israel. Benjamin Netanyahu. Oh, you oh, knew come politics on. All right. All right, that's pretty that's good. That's a very famous yeah. guy. Yeah, I, like I know. It. But that wasn't that quick. Yeah, he tried. All right. That was uh, fun. Before we take a break, we always like to squeeze in pie hole, right? <laughs> we like to, that doesn't sound and right. And that's, that's a, that's <laughs> a jingle a that makes take sense. Take that out of the that's show like, right there. You know, I thought of a phrase that I cannot stand in movies and TV shows. What's you hear it all that? the time. Fingering the perp. Have you ever heard oh, that? Oh, yeah, like fingering that the just perpetrator. That's awful. Not good. That means no like pointing way, to the well, criminal. Well, yeah. good way to interpret that. Yeah. All right. Sounds so, like so, cool and unusual punishment to Let's me. do pie hole. Matt? That's a good jingle. Time's wasting, don't you know? Put something tasty in my old pie hole. Hola. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So, since we're in Lightning the spirit, round. right? What do you say? Uh, you want to set this one up? This yeah, little bit? I just figured. So, we're talking about ingredient drivers. So, I figured we should talk about either allergy friendly or some sort of an ingredient specific snack. Yes. Can I just start? Because I'm ahead. so passionate. And we only have one because minute. That's kind of my show. Yes. Oh, okay. Chow cheese, y'all. Chow cheese. C H A O. It's vegan cheese. It's so good. 
It's so hard to find a good vegan cheese. It is. Our very own LB, L. Bowen, introduced me to this. It's made from fermented tofu, so Ooh. it still has like a cheesy flavor because it's been fermented. All right. It's so, so good. Um, and it's actually owned by this company, Field Roast. So oh, you have to yes. go to fieldroast.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chow cheese. Yo. I've tried that at uh, Expo. It Natural melts Expo. beautifully. Mm. It tastes beautiful. Check it. I like it. Ryan. Mine is the Omega Cookie. Mm. Protein. This is an old client of ours. Mm. Same people that did Omega Bars before they were acquired, right? Oh, yeah. 12 grams of protein and Omega-3s to support heart health, which I find nice to (laughs) change up your cookie from something that's always, you're bitter about eating it afterwards. That tasted good at the time, but now I regret that. That brought me down. I love a good cookie, though. But But now afterwards, your heart's warm. Right. Well, yours is still running. Those are kind of good, though, because they're soft. They are. They're not they, they, bad. It's They've kind of a tasty great a cookie experience. They partner with uh, No Kid Hungry, which okay. I was like a little social venture in my my daily snacks. I good. like it. Feel good about Delicious it. Delicious yeah. right. Okay. Nailed it. Here's mine. Pretty okay. simple. If we're going gluten-free, we're going an allergen-friendly uh, Mary's Gone Crackers. The original flavor. It's kind of got a lot <laughs> of good seeds name. and Mary's stuff. Mary's Gone it, Crackers. It is. Oh, it's been around a while. It's not a discovery. It's a great brand. Good distribution all over the country. Mm-hmm. But I love... These crackers. There's something about them. They're real satisfying, very different. Awesome. Check them out. Mary's Gone Crackers. Put some chow cheese on top of the yeah. Mary's Gone Crackers. Okay. It is time for a break. When we come back, it's just Ben's from here on out. It's the band show. Yeah, the band show. What was the scuba diving? It could have been funnier. Way uh, funnier. This is the band show. You got Ben's when you're scuba, but if you come to our show, we got Ben's all day. Yeah. <laughs> a little, a little bit better. All right. Ben's when we come back. <laughs> you're listening to the Natural Underground. Welcome back to the Natural Underground. Hey, we talked in our first segment about ingredients and consumer drivers that really have staying power, right? Mm. We said that, you know, low carb sort of had various evolutions, but kind of came and went Mm -hmm. and then came back in the form of lower sugar. And so you get all of those things always happening in the world of natural foods. One that seems to have really stuck and is now sort of baked into the DNA of what consumers are one as a choice is gluten-free. Right. So our guest today one has of the, bends. the one of the bends, and we and and we'll have to tell him what that means in a second. But one of the bends is on the program, and what's so funny about that is that um, they've got a bar name that tells you exactly what it is. So uh, first of all, let me welcome Ben Wall to the show, one of the co-owners of the Gluten Free Bar. Hey, Al, thanks for having me here. Absolutely, and we say one of the bends because we're talking to two people today, and both of them are named Ben. So it's a show. It's a good day in radio. (laughs) It is a good day. It's a high point. Just can't handle it. I I can't. I'm so excited (laughs) to have two Bens. We did a whole uh, first segment on. I sang about it. Yeah, sang about Bens. It was going nowhere good. (laughs) Well, thank you for being on the show. And as I was mentioning, we normally have to kind of ask our guests to tell us what the product or the brand is. But since you're called the Gluten Free Bar, maybe we don't need as much explaining. So what is it, for the people that don't know, though, what is the gluten-free uh, bar and what is gluten-free? We have a couple different lines of fun and flavorful gluten-free protein snacks. Um, we make nutrition bars. We have a fun little variety of nutrition bars that we call Bites. And then we have a really exciting uh, line of radiated oatmeal. Um, it's about to hit the market in the next 30 days. So 
Yeah, that's brand new, that's right? That's who we are. Yeah. Brand new. Yeah, yep. well, well, we'll get around to talking about that for sure. How did you end up deciding to hang so much of the brand's hat as it's right in the name uh, as, of gluten-free? Yeah, I mean, we've got, you know, a, a truly authentic story behind the company. Um, one of my closest friends was diagnosed in 2008 with celiac disease. Uh, his name is Marshall Rader. He's actually the original founder of the company. Um, was, again, diagnosed and at the time was an international sales guy. So he was traveling to South America and Asia. And he'd be gone for a week or two at a time and literally... Uh, you know, there were very few options available in the U.S. for, for gluten-free products that actually tasted good and were good for you, uh, let alone traveling uh, internationally. So um, for a couple of years, really struggled with, with that, um, finding something that was, that was great tasting, good for you, portable, and safely gluten-free. And, you know, we did just became so obvious that there was a major gap in the industry for products that fit that, that bill. So um, it, it was clear there was a big gap, and we wanted to try and try and do something about it. Yeah, so I know part of the answer here has to be taste because we have uh, all enjoyed before the show uh, a couple of the gluten-free bars. So we get, I mean, we're blown away by how great this stuff tastes. But what makes you, there's so many bars out there. What makes you different, right? How, what makes you different than other bar brands? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, of course, just to your point, I mean, taste is paramount, right? If if the product doesn't taste good, people aren't going to come back and and, and, and try it again. And that's, that, you know, that's one of the big problems we were trying to solve. So actually we're kind of unique in that we have a dessert chef, um, that has helped craft all of our recipes. So, so flavor and taste is at the absolute forefront of all the products that, um, that we want to create. We want, we want to, uh, like everything that we make and want to eat it ourselves. So, um, that's, that's pretty, pretty key and paramount in, in everything that we do. But on top of that, as you mentioned, I mean, there are, there are a ton of bars on the market. I mean, you go into any grocery store and there's literally hundreds of options to choose from. And, you know, we, we get asked that question a lot. And, and really, not only are we the obvious leader in, in gluten-free, right? we, we own that. Um, we own the name. We own the, the kind of the attribute there. But we also hit a lot of other key attributes that consumers are looking for today. So, number one, we taste awesome. Number two, we're, we're gluten-free. But we're also non-GMO projects verified. We're certified vegan, we're soy-free, we're dairy-free. Um, so we're covering a lot of the different attributes p- people are looking for. And also we have a significant amount of, of plant-based protein in each one of our products. So, um, you know, we're really kind of hitting on, on all cylinders with, with what folks are looking for today. Well, I was going to talk about those certifications because you are, you know, vegan and non-GMO certified, but you're also B Corp certified. Can you talk about how important these certifications are to your company? Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people say a lot of things, right? We feel like having certifications on our package that consumers can see just really drives an initial level of trust, right? We want people to know, especially because, again, we're we're founded by uh, two of our partners are celiac, and we want to make sure that people really feel safe about the products that we have. So not only are we certified vegan, non-GMO project verified, certified gluten-free, but as you alluded to, we're also... Um, we're also a B Corp, uh, which is which is kind of a different thing. It's not as much about the product as it is about the business that right. um, that we're that we're trying to run here. So, 
B Corp stands for Benefit Corporation. I'm not sure if you guys are, are familiar, but um, we're one of a growing number of for-profit companies um, that meet the rigorous standards of social and environmental performance, accountability, transparency that the B Corp has set out. Um, it's a third party that comes in, looks through your processes, how you manage your business, and just make sure that you're actually trying to make a, a positive impact on your employees, on your environment, um, and, and, and on, the, on the planet. So um, that's, that's what B Corp's all about, and we're really uh, pleased to be a part of it. How much protein is in one of your bars, and how much sugar? Uh, 10 to 12 grams of plant-based protein per bar. Uh, on the sugar, we're 10 to 15 grams. Um, and they, that sugar comes from ingredients like dates, cranberries, cherries, and um, organic blue agave. So a lot of naturally occurring sugar, which is what you want. Yeah. Um, and that, that protein level is nice because that sort of range is perfect for snack, perfect for this, coupled with something else for a little meal. It's, mm-hmm. it's really a nice amount. It's not, you know, uh, just a bar for muscle building. It's really a, a healthy snack, and you get your protein source, and it happens to taste great. And, oh, by the way, of course, it's gluten-free. So you mentioned the Bites earlier. Why did you launch the Bites? Yeah, so people, people loved our bars, which we launched those in 2010. Um, and as we were kind of getting some, some traction in the market and getting great feedback on the products, one of the things that we did here was, man, you know, alluding to your point earlier, it's, it's a relatively substantial bar. So we have 10 to 12 grams of protein. It's 58 grams. It's pretty healthy sized. And so people didn't always want to eat a full bar um, given the usage occasion that they were, uh, that they were trying it. So um, we came up with, with bites, which, you know, thankfully our dessert chef has experience in making things like truffles. So he was able to apply the same um, type of concepts and come up with a really great tasting, really good for you uh, product that, that people have really taken to. Yeah, we were going to ask you about the difference between bars and bites, but I think that it's, it seems like people thought that the bars were so filling that if they just wanted a bit more of a snack, that's how the bites fit in. Yeah. And protein seekers seem like they're people that also, and healthy snacks, they want to have like a bite around so that they can do their own, they kind of control the quantity of what they get and that little occasion. Right. So I think it's perfect way to kind of right. supplement the day, a healthier snacking, a little bit of protein. It's perfect. Um, yeah, another cool thing is that the bites are very, they're a little more versatile. You know, folks, we've even heard people and people send in pictures of bites on top of ice cream or, oh, or bites with good. a smoothie. You know, there's a lot of different usage occasions that you can apply. So it's, Fun. That sounds so good. I wish I'd eaten before uh, before this interview. Um, yeah. So beyond bars and bites, you guys recently launched a hot cereal. I'm an old Quaker Oats guy, so I'm already excited about this. What's that all about, and what caused you to look at that introduction? Yeah, we are man. We are super excited about this this new product line. Um, we're coming out with five really amazing tasting flavors of ready to eat oatmeal. Um, but it's, you know, not only does it taste great, but it's in a super innovative first-to-market package. Um, it, the package is basically a lay-flat paper package. Um, it's environmentally friendly. It takes up way less space on the shelf as well as it's super portable. You can slide it into your purse or a backpack. Um, and then when you're ready to eat it, you just tear off the top, pop it in the sides. It becomes a cup. 
you pour your hot water in it, it's ready to go. So um, really super innovative package um, with, again, high plant-based protein, and it, it meets all the other brand promises that, that our consumers have come to, to, to expect from us. You know, super simple ingredients, vegan, soy-free, non-GMO project verified. Yeah, since just being launched now, when what's the timeline for that product showing up for the consumer the consumer side of our listeners? When will that product be available at the shelf? Yeah, so um, we're available online now on our website, um, but we will be in select uh, retailers across the country starting in September, so pretty soon. Man, it's got to be exciting. Yeah. You got, are you going to share any other big ideas beyond that, or you want to keep those to yourself, which is what I would do? We'll keep those close to the chest now. <laughs> Okay, I understand. <laughs> hey, you mentioned your website. So if folks want to know more, like they're listening, maybe they've got celiacs or they they're already kind of aware of a certain number of gluten-free options, but they didn't know about this, or maybe it's somebody that works in our industry that's curious. How do they go about getting a hold of you guys from a consumer side? Like, what's the website name? Talk to us about social media uh, uh, access points. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're super active um, online and in social media. Uh, we, we have a couple of additional resources beyond just our website. We have what we call our, our gluten-free guide, which kind of for folks that are new to, to eating gluten-free, kind of gives some uh, basic cheat sheet of how to how to navigate through through being becoming gluten-free. We also have um, a long list of of food reviews where we actually uh, let folks know, hey, um, if someone's at the store and they're looking at a box of Oreos and they want to know if it's gluten-free, they t- they Google, you know, our Oreos gluten-free, and they come to our website. So we've got a a scale there for thousands of different products on whether it's gluten-free or not, or when they can trust it. But our, our website is theglutenfreebar.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook at The Gluten-Free Bar. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, our handle is at the GFB. Perfect. I love it. Look, we're going to take a break in a minute, but one little uh, testimonial. Um, a friend of mine made the comment to me this week. He starts every morning with a banana, and a particularly known brand of bars. And I got him some samples of the gluten-free bar, and he has been just raving about it ever since. So he's like, this is better. And and this guy wasn't looking to go gluten-free, and now he's sort of double excited based on the flavor. So he's jazzed That's up. That's great. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have more with this particular Ben, <laughs> which should be a brand of its own, this particular Ben. Uh, in a moment, we're going to get more entrepreneurial, find out kind of the challenges of building a brand. When we come back, you're listening to The Natural Underground. Welcome back to The Natural Underground. Look, we were talking, and we are talking, to Ben Wall of the Gluten-Free Bar. We're now going to get a little bit more entrepreneurial, get behind the scenes on on the brand building side. This is where this goes kind of from a foodie show to a business show. And we hope you enjoy uh, some more time with Ben. So, Ben, one question we ask everyone, where did you grow up? I grew up in a little town called Hope in Michigan. I like it. I will be not far from Hope next week. Uh, going to be up near Saugatuck, Michigan, which is a beautiful area this time of year. It is not a beautiful area in January. Uh, my, que- <laughs> my question for you, were you, as a kid growing up, were you interested in you know, starting a business or did you have other plans? 
Yeah, you know, I always thought it would be fun um, to have my own business. Honestly, I I kind of uh, just got hit the ground running after college and just started my you know my professional typical career path, and um, you know was was very satisfied with how things were going in that regard. But companies like Microsoft, Netflix, and Apple. I was really focused on growing my career, I guess, in that more traditional way. And um, you know, I thought that always down the line, maybe it would be fun to do something like that. But um, it wasn't until I met um, Marshall and he told me he was, he was starting his own business that, um, that it became a reality. You're talking about your business partner, Matthew. How did you guys meet? Yeah, so you mentioned your business partner, Marshall. How did you guys meet? Yeah, so uh, Marshall and I were both actually doing internships uh, for the same company during our time at Michigan State. Um, we ended up both taking full-time roles with those companies out of school and um, became became pretty close friends. And then Elliot, who's our other, um, well, one of our other business partners, uh, is, his, is Marshall's brother, who's also celiac. Um, and so, uh, you know, once we, we got things off the ground, we all became, became pretty tight. So what happens next? How did we get to the gluten-free bar? Yeah, uh, so... Uh, Marshall was diagnosed in 2008, Elliot shortly thereafter with, with celiac disease, and um, again, we kind of identified that there was a, or they identified there was a, there was a gap in the market for something that tasted awesome and was good for you. So um, in 2010, uh, Marshall started the LLC, and um, Elliot came on board to help with, uh, with some of the website and marketing angles, and then I came on board shortly thereafter to to help with, with supply chain and get things up and run. I mean, did the bar category not scare you off? There's just so many bars out there. I get that the, <laughs> that there was sort of a perception that, okay, there, what I need as a celiac, uh, uh, you know, person with celiac disease, or if I want gluten-free, I felt like there's limited options, particularly back in, let's say, 2010. But the bar category has so many, you know, hundreds of SKUs at an average you know, big grocery store. Uh, that didn't scare you off at all? Yeah, I mean, maybe it was ignorance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, you know, we, we, we really felt like we had, had something. I mean, not only was it gluten-free, right, which is something that we knew there was a huge gap in, but it was just a great product, um, something that we all truly in, enjoyed, and everyone that got their hands on it loved it. So, Again, I mean, we you know none of us came from from a truly a, a food background, so you know again maybe, maybe there was a bit of ignorance there, but but thankfully it's uh, it's, it's worked out. I mean, did you guys set out? Uh, I'm going to kind of stick on this bar category thing for a minute, only because we've been in the bar category for years. Ryan's been in bars for years, but that's more just bars, right? Yeah, you know, just walks into a bar. <laughs> But we've been in the bar category for a long time, and I know it's so hard to find a point difference, point of difference, and you guys really have done that. So I guess I'm asking, did you launch a gluten-free bar that happened, or did you launch a gluten-free product that happened to be a bar, or did you launch what you thought was the perfect bar and it happened to be gluten-free? It sounds like it was more that you wanted to get a great gluten-free product because of the diagnosis. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's twofold, right? I mean... <clears throat> It, it, we wanted to create a gluten-free product for sure. That was, you know, the obvious start. And because we knew that there was, you know, with specifically the needs that Marshall and Elliot faced with, you know, the, where their where their life was with, with traveling internationally and those other things, a bar seemed like the perfect convenient form factor in order to bring that um, a great tasting gluten-free product to the market. Mm-hmm. And so how did you get your first bar into the store? Uh, 
what was your first retailer? <laughs> well, um, we started knocking on doors, literally, uh, neighborhood to neighborhood uh, in 2010. Just, you know, pretty pretty slow start <laughs> to get things going. But mm-hmm. uh, Meyer in, in, in the Midwest was our first uh, major customer. Um, and we, we launched for them in 2012. Oh, great. So what, how, you know, you know, what was that process like to get in front of your first retailer? Though, what did you, how did you initiate that? Because that's always the hard part. Yeah, yeah, it is, and I mean, thankfully, Meyer is is a, a amazing partner for local vendors, um, and, and so we actually were able to just get a um, uh, through some mutual connections. We were able to get in in front of the the buyer at Meyer at the time, and they were willing to give us a shot. That's very cool. How did you tell gluten free seekers, consumers, that the bar was available? Well, yeah, at Meyer. I mean, what what was it all in store demos or what what was going on? Yeah, well, I mean, we didn't have a, uh, a ton of marketing money, as you can imagine, at the time. So uh, a lot of what we did was grassroots. We, you know, Elliot uh, is is amazing at, at crafting, you know, uh, not only the website, but but creating spaces that, that draw consumers to us um, online. So a lot of it was just grassroots. Uh, out, out in stores, we did we definitely did a fair amount of, of demos to try and support product where, where we were available. But you know, a lot of it we did online as well. How'd you raise money in the beginning? Were you like self-leveraged, friends and family around? What did that look like? Yeah, the uh, Marshall and I um, have put all the money in today. Wow. That's pretty impressive, man. You are all in. That is a classic entrepreneur. Does that that create, (laughs) is it hard to sleep at night? You know, we believe so much in the product and in the company and the people that are a part of our business now that, I, I, I mean, the, what keeps us up at night isn't as much the financial side of, well, I, it's making sure that we can, we can pay our employees and make sure that we get them the best possible uh, work experience that we can. It's, you know, we've been fortunate to have a great banking partner and, and today, you know, thankfully we're in, we're in a pretty good space from a profitability standpoint. So, um, you know, things are, things are heading in the right direction. Just one quick comment. Is there anything more generally stressful, though? I don't think people, I think people tend to look at folks who start brands and think that's so cool, that's so amazing, and have no idea the absolute stress involved in being a building and yeah. starting and building a brand. Yeah, uh, no question. I mean, especially, you know, Marshall, Ellie, and I, we all left, and as well as Jeremy, we all left, um, uh, you know, solid corporate careers um, with very, you know, stable environments financially and uh, to, to basically put it all on the line. And, you know, my, my wife would uh, be happy to remind you that I left my full-time job with Apple in 2013 when we got married. Wow. <laughs> so convenient timing to take a, a significant financial risk. Most people try you know, and land their big job and then later get married. You waited, you got married, and then quit <laughs> Apple. <laughs> this better now work that, out, man. Now that this you're legally bound out. to me, let's go do something totally different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my wife is amazing. Oh. She, she must be. Nice I shout out. Yeah. Um, when we are looking on your website, I noticed you have a subscription option. Yeah. How how is how does that work, and how important is that to your business? You know, it, it's super simple. Um, it's just a, a simple tool in our uh, on our website that we that we can utilize. But I mean, a consumer wants products, and you know, a lot of these folks that 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 eat bars regularly, they have a pretty regular cadence, so it's pretty easy for them to 
hey, I need, you know, a couple of cases of bars over this mm-hmm. period of time. And, you know, you just go on our website and say, that's what I want. This is the flavor. And it shows up on your doorstep. Man, you are so right. It is a regimen category, regimen product, isn't it? People, you know, they work out, they have an afternoon snack, they need something in the morning. They tend to kind of mm-hmm. know what their bar needs are. It's not like you're ordering uh, a bunch of ca- a case of, of soup in a can and you just hope you eat that much soup. You kind of know. I like the way you put it. Right. A certain cadence to the usage of the bar. So looking back, and I know you're not where you want to be, or you'd be a $1 billion brand You wouldn't be talking to us. Yeah, you wouldn't be on this show. (laughs) Number one, you would not be on this show. Um, But what has been your biggest challenge to date that you feel like, you know, and how did you overcome it? Yeah, I mean, it's a a great question. Honestly, it's kind of a hard one to answer because there's there's a lot of challenges in in starting and growing uh, a business, and we've been very blessed to experience some pretty significant growth since we got started um, year over year. But um, I, I would say the biggest thing that we've faced as a challenge is, is that we're uh, we're kind of on the uh, a little ahead of the curve on, on on a few different fronts. You know, we we started out with a gluten free product in 2010 when gluten free wasn't really a a well recognized attribute or, or category. And so we had a lot of education um, to do with with our, our retail partners, with consumers, to help people even understand what gluten-free was. Um, then we launched Bites in 2013, which was, again, it, it, there still really is an established category or set in a, in a, in a typical grocery store for a, a Bites product. So you know, we can, and then now we have this ready to eat oatmeal, which we're again super excited about. That it's in a brand new package, so we continue to do innovative things, which is awesome. Um, but there comes a significant learning curve associated with that to to get the products uh, in consumers' hands. Oh, it's true. We always tell people that innovation is a two sided coin. You have something great to tell people. The other side of that coin is how do I get consumers to know what this is and mm-hmm. understand how to use it. And that's where marketing comes in for sure. Um, And this has been so great, so informative. We all, I would recommend everybody go out and try one of these bad boys. They're delicious. Uh, And we're all going to be looking forward to trying the hot cereal as it comes out. So uh, very exciting. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And I would encourage folks to reach out to thegluten-free-bar.com to, uh, to connect with us. Yeah. And that's exactly what we'll do. And we'll try and mention that one more time before our show's over. Thank you. That's Ben Wall from the Gluten Free Bar. Look, when we come back, yeah, absolutely. When we come back, more Bens. Uh, (laughs) We got another Ben in the final segment. You're listening to The Natural Underground. Welcome back to the Natural Underground, and welcome back to BenFest 2017. <laughs> and and our, our, our next guest probably doesn't have any idea what we're talking about, but today no. we've had two guests on the show, both named Ben. So right away, that's exciting. Oh, that's a first. I think it's the first we've ever had a Ben on the show, and it's it's also a first to have two Bens on the show. What, what are, are the odds? odds? What, Whoa, wow. why did we set say in, that at the same set time? in unison. <laughs> Disturbing. So our guest for the final segment here yep. is a Ben. He's the and We're going to save his last name because it's worthy of a question right up front. Uh, we're going to welcome <laughs> Ben, Director of Marketing at Flapjacked, to the show. We talked about how much we love Flapjack, so this is going to be fun. We are fans of this product. And we're fans of Ben. Ben, welcome to the Natural Underground. 
Hi, pleasure to be here. Yeah. So I know you get this question probably every day, and I apologize. How did a guy with the last name and listeners, it's Ben Bacon. How did Ben Bacon end up working on a brand involving other breakfast foods, in this case, pancakes? How did that happen? It's joyous, it's joyous but how did it happen? Yeah, so Flapjack is a family-run business, and our last name um, is Bacon. Yeah, uh, my brother and his wife uh, are the co-founders. Uh, I head up the marketing. Uh, we all live about a few miles away from each other here in Colorado. And we started this thing about um, four years ago. I guess we were destined to create a company centered around pancakes and morning protein. You had to. Yeah. So what is Flapjacked? Uh, as the name suggests, we started the company as a protein pancake company. Um, really high protein, 20 grams per serving, high fiber, lower carbs, um, all natural, gluten-free. Um, since then, we've extended that same philosophy out to, to more um, similar product lines, muffins, cookies, and smoothies. Uh, we say that Flapjack is food you love with protein um, you need. So oh. food that people that don't normally associate with being better for you, we are making them better for you. Yeah. Without sacrificing on that taste. Oh, well, they're delicious. We were talking prior to this uh, earlier part of the show about the Mighty Muffins and just how ridiculously easy and good those are. So yes. we're, we're just all uh, addicted here. So how did you guys look at the pancake category and think, okay, protein, or did you think protein and let me look for delivery forms? <laughs> we actually looked at our kids and we looked at their diet and we thought... <laughs> Hmm, what's missing? It's, it's protein. Um, you know, I mentioned my brother and his wife. They've got five kids. Uh, one of them, Jace, has autism. And, uh, you know, kiddos with autism oftentimes have sensory issues with things they're eating. Um, and his diet, you know, four years ago was really poor. Um, there was only a couple things he'd eat. None of it had protein. None of it was healthy. Um, one thing he did love, though, was pancakes. Uh, and they discovered they could sneak in a scoop of protein powder into Jace's pancake mix. And he'd still eat it. It's a way to get protein into him. Um, you know, they were also the typical Colorado family hiking on the weekends, you know, going outdoors, being active. And, you know, we all noticed that the typical carb-heavy American breakfast, just toast and pancakes and bagels, cereal, um, it wasn't cutting it. Um, you know, we'd, we'd carb crash. And pancakes especially, I mean, we, we call it like the, the Chinese food of breakfast, like you're hungry an hour later because there's just no sustenance. Um, so we saw an opportunity to bring protein pancakes, which was a very niche thing at the time, to the masses as a way to, you know, help out families like ours um, to properly fuel their kids and themselves for the day. Um, you know, I think that's how most successful businesses start. They, um, you know, they, they see a need and, and, you know, find something that solves a problem and something that you're personally struggling with. And, and you know, we believe that lots of others uh, struggled with it, too. I'm sure you can't tell us your exact secret, but how are the pancakes so delicious and they also have so much protein? <laughs> they at the are. Same time? Good. I can't give you all the secrets, Avi, but uh, I do talk with a lot of customers every day, read through a lot of online reviews like most you know, good companies do. And, and I will say that what I think people appreciate about Flapjack is the all-natural ingredients, and that it's naturally sweetened with fruits and veggies. Um, I think that is a, a big difference between us and some of the other pancake brands out there. Um, also, all our kids, um, you know, my brother and his wife, they have five. I've got four. Um, they serve as the main taste testers for all our products. And to be honest, they are often the most uh, critical. So it's got to meet their standards, which is tough. So can you talk to what kind of protein is in Flapjacked? And yeah, why did you sure. choose this kind of protein? 
Yeah, we use a blend of whey protein isolate and pea protein, uh, which are fantastic for baking products like uh, Flapjack. The whey protein isolate especially, um, it has a higher percentage of protein, and it dissolves much better than your average whey protein um, concentrate powder, and it it behaves a lot better on the griddle. Um, You know, there's a a ton of recipes out there where you can make your own protein pancakes using, you know, the protein powder. Yeah. And some bananas. Yep, using the protein powder in your pantry. Um, but I think a lot of people get tripped up when their protein powder, you know, it gets clumpy in the yeah. batter. Mm-hmm. It burns easier than normal pancakes. So a lot of times they, you know, they give up after a time or two and they're like, oh, protein pancakes, uh, they don't taste that great. But we've, we've found some ways around that with the ingredients and the type of protein we use. And how did you pick the flavors as you built out this brand? Yeah, so they're pancake mixes, but they're also a very versatile high-protein baking mix. Um, So we wanted some flavors we'd be able to use beyond the pancakes and the waffles. So, for instance, you know, our cinnamon apple mix, you can use them to make uh, protein apple donuts. Um, Our our carrot cake, uh, our carrot spice mix, you can use to make carrot cake. The banana hazelnut uh, mix, you can use to make uh, the most amazing protein banana bread. Um, We actually put these recipes on the back of the bags. Um, And then there's over 100 more on our website at flapjack.com. So very subtle flavors that are very versatile that you can use um, just all across the kitchen and a whole lot of different applications. So when you were trying to get your first retailer, what was the challenge in terms of getting them to understand what you were trying to do in the category? Yeah. Um, it, you know, four years ago, protein pancakes weren't really a thing yet. Um, you know, to give you an example, we were uh, just building our website and starting our social media accounts back in 2013. I remember going out um, and seeing, like, on Instagram and, and Twitter that the handle um, protein pancakes wasn't even taken yet. And so it's like, all right, great, we'll use that one. <laughs> Since then, the hashtag protein pancakes has been used almost half a million times. Like, protein pancakes, like, are a thing today. Um, you know, Kodiak cakes brought a lot of attention to protein pancakes, but, um, you know, they didn't go on Shark Take until, uh, you know, over a year after we had started. So we really were like the, the pioneers in this space. And it could be hard to get retailers to buy into, the, you know, the unknown. Was, was protein a fad? Was it a trend? Um, you know, we were lucky that the innovation team over at Kroger um, was able to see our vision very early on and give us a chance on the shelves. You know, we ended up going nationwide at Kroger. Um, we've done really well. We've been able to share that success story with other retailers. So, um, so shout out to Kroger. Um, we, also had a, we also had a lot of buyers tell us no in the early days. It's funny, we were just at a show um, for Kehi. We had a buyer come up to us and tell us that we pitched her oh, probably three or four years ago. And she said no, and she thought we were, you know, we were crazy. Like, who's wanting protein in their pancakes? Um, and, and, you know, she apologized and said she was wrong. And, right. you know, we hugged her and told her it was okay. And <laughs> so it was a very good healing session for everyone. <laughs> there you go. So the muffins are such a convenience item. Uh, where can consumers find the muffins in the store? Yeah, so we have these things called um, Mighty Muffins. Uh, the, the Mighty Muffins are, were the second product we rolled out after the pancakes. Um, you know, the muffins are like, it's like a muffin mix that's sold in a cup, um, like an oatmeal or a hot cereal cup. You basically add water, stir it up, put it in the microwave for like 35 seconds. It turns into this like hot gooey muffin, right? Um, for anyone sick of eating protein bars or protein shakes, like a great alternative. Um, you know, we developed these after seeing a lot of millennials online making their own um, mug cakes and these coffee mugs in the microwave. They wanted something that's high protein. Um, and so we're like, yeah, we, um, we can do that. We can totally nail that. So, um, 
you know, it's been a home run for the company. We we actually now sell more muffins uh, than than pancakes as a company. Um, we're in about fifteen twenty thousand stores. The muffins are like in different places depending on the real t- uh, the retailer. So like Sprouts, they're over in the hot cereal aisle, and Walmart, they're over by like the active nutrition area where you get like your protein. Um, you know, in Kroger, it's the natural section. Um, I, you know, I think that speaks to their broad appeal. Um, so you can find them kind of all over the store depending on the store. Since you're in charge of marketing for Flapjack, how do you go about getting either protein seekers to go consider pancakes and or pancake people to think about protein? What type of marketing vehicles do you use? Yeah, this, to, to me, as a marketer, this is the fun stuff. You know, marketing right. is really just helping someone find something they might be interested in, right? And we, we believe a lot of people can benefit from Slapjack, so we, so we tell that story uh, far and wide. Um, you know, active families, athletes, people on weight loss journeys. Um, you know, Facebook has been a tremendous tool, <laughs> obviously, to help target these folks, and we can really tailor our story um, to speak in their language. Um, like, for instance, we can target people that do CrossFit and say, hey, Slapjack is a great... Um, post-wad snack, which is like a phrase they use. Um, so, so you know, f- you know, Facebook has been a, a really valuable tool for targeting and, and telling the Flapjack story. Um, as far as, like, the, the other question around, you know, carbs, um, you know, I think carbs are making a comeback, you know, especially, like, healthy carbs, um, you know, like, like the kind that we use at, at Flapjack, like gluten-free oat flour, coconut flour, um, you know, a lot of athletes and um, fit foodies and weightlifters and runners, they understand that carbs are necessary um, right. for recovery and, and helping their muscles grow. Um, you know, on the flip side, I would say that eating more protein has really entered the mainstream discussion um, these mm-hmm. days around, you know, nutrition. You look at companies like uh, Halo Top and Enlightened oh. who are, are crushing it in Murdering the grocery it. space. Yes. Yep. Yeah, like all these consumers are realizing protein can help them feel fuller for longer and like help them lose weight and improve their body composition. I mean, who would have thought you can improve the way you look by eating ice cream and pancakes and muffins? <laughs> but in the year 2017, you can. I mean, it's, it's a wonderful time to be alive. Yeah, and you recently came out with a smoothie line. Tell us about that quickly. Yeah, the smoothies. This is our newest product and one we're super proud of. Um, again, it's a mix. Uh, you add a cup of milk or almond milk and you shake it up in a, a blender bottle and you've got yourself a smoothie without the messy blender. Um, it's 20 grams of protein, um, less than 20 net carbs. It's made with real Greek yogurt um, and superfoods. So, you know, our customers keep saying it tastes like a milkshake or a melted or melted ice cream, uh, which is what my kids say. Um, they have them almost every morning on the way to the bus. Um, but we're super excited about getting them on, onto more shelves um, uh, over the coming months. Oh, it's so exciting. This has been so fun. It, it, all, it all is so tasty. What you guys have done is so amazing <laughs> as you've made all these protein sort of uh, functional products spectacularly great tasting, which is everything you want to uh, be able to do. So this has been great having you on. We want to get you back on. You have a perfect radio guest or radio host voice. You can run this show. Yeah, if you, you want could to. do much better than we are. We want you on the show. <laughs> let, let me know if you guys get sick. I'll, I'll step yeah, up. you can fill in. Uh, uh, thank you so much. If folks want to know more, what's the best way to get a hold of you guys? Yeah, sure. We're, I mean, obviously, flapjack.com. Um, you, can, you can find out all about our products there. We're pretty active over on Instagram. Um, obviously, we have gorgeous photos of, like, pancakes and muffins and fun toppings like Halo Top and, and others. Um, and you can find us at, at the handle Flapjacked. Um, and, you know, I love to hear directly from, from customers, from buyers, so feel free to email me at ben at flapjack.com. We're, we're pretty open over here. Yep. Hey, thank you so much, Ben. Thanks for being on no, the show. No, thank you guys. 
Well, that's our show for this week. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or compliments, go ahead and email us at info at thetouchagency.com or go ahead and follow us uh, on Facebook at The Natural Underground. Thanks for listening to our show, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Later. Sitting next to you.